In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I hope you had a very blessed Christmas. And um, when I was thinking about where we should be filming for this, the second Sunday after Christmas, which also is serving as the celebration of the Feast of the Epiphany, the coming of the Magi, the wise men, the kings, to, to the birthplace of Jesus. Um, what better place than to come back to this holy scene of, of Bethlehem, um, to have this message reinforced, really, of, of those who've come from the East um, to pay homage to the King of the Jews, the King of the world, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Um, as they saw the star rise in the east and they knew something was special was taking place, they set out and, and followed to come near this most glorious thing as, as God was made manifest to not just the people of Israel, um, but God was made manifest to the nations of the world. And so today really opens up that reality that God has come to the world, not just in the prologue to John where, where it's sort of stated explicitly that Jesus has come to the world for all who choose to receive him become children of God. Um, but here in, in Matthew is, is a little bit more cryptic and a little bit more dramatic, right? With, with this um, event of the Magi coming from far um, and, and coming, bearing gifts and coming to pay homage and coming um, in many ways in, in confrontation to Herod. They went to Herod first and, and uh, then realized that Herod was, was trying to trick them as they received a dream and they went in, a, in their own place. But we have in this, this scene then Herod coming on, who represents the powers of the world. Um, he, is, he is the false king and Jesus is the true king. And these wise men come to seek the true king. And it's declared who is the true king. The true king is the one who they find uh, laying in Bethlehem in a manger. And so this is, this is the event we have to take, that's taking place today. I know for you liturgical fundamentalists, it doesn't happen until January the 6th. So um, your wise men can come that day. But we won't have a, a service until next, next week, which is the baptism of Jesus. And so it's important um, to celebrate this most major feast um, today and to, and to talk about uh, what is taking place, the gifts that are, that are offered, and what that means for us, as well as just the intense uh, amount of, of joy and feeling that this event uh, brings forth, as well as it has my, my most favorite uh, passage or one of my most favorite passages um, in, in all of all of scripture where they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy when they came upon Jesus. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And it's been stripped down a couple places. I think in the new RSV, it's they're overwhelmed with joy, which leaves something to um, the translation because it the, the word is really a quadruple emphasis on the word joy. And so um, it's sort of like saying, uh, 
He was very, 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 very happy. Um, which, if you're an English teacher, you'd send it back to to be to be redone, right? Um, come up with some other ways of of saying it. Um, he rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I mean, it just brings such an image of how amazing this must have been. I mean, think of the times in your life where you may have rejoiced exceedingly with great joy at um, the birth of a child or your wedding or the wedding of a child or, you know, these, these times in life. There's times where you've been joyous. There's times when you've been happy. There's times when you've been, you've been overwhelmed with joy. But what are the times when you've rejoiced exceedingly with great joy? Right? That's how these wise men experienced the Christ child when they came in. And they knelt down and paid him homage and gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And now these gifts really represent are representative of, of who Jesus is. Gold, because he is indeed a king. He is given gold as, as, as a king, as one who's honored as a king, who's crowned, who's robed, who deserves this sort of symbol of, of wealth, the symbol of prestige, the symbol of honor. And he's given frankincense, incense, which is only to be offered to gods, offered on the altar to a god. Jesus is, is given this, this gift of, of, of an offering, which points to the fact that not only is he a king, but he's, he's God. He's the word made flesh. He's Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Come to be present, to be robed in flesh and live among us, bringing forth new grace, new life, new hope, new joy to all the world. And he's given myrrh, which is a valuable spice used um, in a variety of things, but, but most especially um, used in burial um, and pointing to the, the burial, the foreshadowing, the death that Jesus will have, um, the important death that Jesus will have, the powerful death that Jesus will have, the saving death of sacrifice that Jesus will have. And so for us, um, this myrrh is actually in our, in our um, baptismal chrism as well. And so when we, when we receive the oil of chrism upon our baptism, there's myrrh mixed in with the oil to 
um, not only remind us that our life comes through the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus, but also that in Jesus, in our new baptismal life, in our new spiritual life, as children of God, our old life has died, is buried, and our new life in Christ has begun. And so we receive the oil of chrism and that myrrh is mixed in for that. And so uh, this wonderful image of, of the Magi coming to bring forth gifts to foreshadow and to, to tell the reader um, who Jesus is. Because we have, you know, 26 more chapters of, of Matthew to go, right? We have Jesus' baptism. We have his temptation. We have his miracles. We have his teachings. We have his challenges. We have his crucifixion and his resurrection and his commission to the world as Matthew ends with Go into the world, baptizing, teaching all nations, right? Go, therefore, into the world, teaching and baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And lo, I'll be with you always until the end of the ages, right? This is, this is the, the final words of Jesus, which sort of, begins right here as the world has come to this stable. The world has come to pay homage and Jesus says, right, I may have come for the lost sheep of Israel, but I'm here actually for the whole world. And he tells his disciples, his Jewish apostles, that you're not just going to Jerusalem, you're going to the ends of the world. That all who wish to receive me will become children of God and you can baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. And lo, I will be with you always to the end of the age. It's a powerful image that begins this, this day where, where those who've, who've come from afar receive the gift of God being made manifest to them in the Christ child, that indeed they may know the salvation of mankind. They may know the power and presence that God is with us, a King of kings, a Lord of lords. And he comes not to reign in power, not to reign in violence, not to reign in conquest, but reigns through his sacrificial death upon a cross and his glorious resurrection to open up the gates of life for mankind. As we enter into this uh, new year, which is often filled with, with resolutions, and often the sermon application is filled with, with many resolutions of, of things that you can be doing um, and ways to to increase your faith and and um, your spiritual growth and I do still encourage you to look at all those um, and I, I'm I'm going to be sending out 
as I said in the announcements, um, some links and some some resources to help you in that, and and probably will be doing some other things as as well for my own self as as well as for you. To to make sure that we have this seen um, in our hearts, fixed in our hearts, um, not because it's a new year, not because we want to leave 2020 behind, not because we want to um, you know have this just this great new start, but but this is this is. Um, an opportunity to build upon the foundation which we've we've learned all through Advent of God coming to us. Of what does it mean that God dwells with us? What does his word say to us? How is God speaking to us? How is God calling you to be a witness to the ends of the earth? Because this is an, an incredible scene of, of the realities of mission right here. That people are drawn to Jesus as these wise men were. Drawn from afar through, by a star. That God may be made manifest to them. And so people are drawn. How we respond when the people around you are drawn to Jesus, how can you be drawn closer and further to Jesus? What what things fill you with great joy, would overwhelm you with joy spiritually? How do you love Jesus through the Bible or through prayer or through worship music, through meditation? What things bring you joy and invite you into that presence of Jesus? And then there's the the outward reality of mission as well, where we are called to go into the world. Because the world has come to Jesus and paid him homage, so we go forth into the world declaring that God is with us, that God has dwelled with us. Emmanuel has come. How do we proclaim that in our lives? How do we proclaim that to people around us? Oftentimes, this is those, um, just those random acts of kindness, right? That people talk about random acts of kindness. But, but in many ways, random acts of kindness are, are ways in which we, we bring forth the love and grace and glory of God. Right? I mean, writing letters, buying somebody coffee, listening, praying, encouraging, blessing. Oh, my sorry about that, my... foot fell asleep. <laughs> I can't I cannot feel my left foot right now. Um, how do we bring forth God's love to the people around us? 
Um, and so I do encourage you to, to begin to, to, to pray to look at those things. What things, um, what things do bring you joy and what things do you need for me to help, right? Um, we've been doing all sorts of, of, of Zoom classes and YouTube teachings. And you know, if there's things that you would like to know, <clears throat> if there's, there's things that you'd like to know how to do better or um, want to go deeper in, please let me know. Um, I'd be happy to talk to you and I'd be happy to put together a teaching or a class on those things as well. So, <coughs> excuse me. For us, as we come on this most holy day of, of God being made manifest to the world, may we allow God to pierce our hearts as well. May we allow Jesus to come and dwell with us, in us, through us. That indeed, Emmanuel has not just come to dwell in the world, but Emmanuel has come to dwell in our hearts, in our lives. And I pray that you may invite him in, that you may grow deeply in his love, and that you might rejoice exceedingly with great joy at the promises that he has for you. Amen.